I'm Ellen, and you're listening to The Curvy Pod. My mission is to share conversations with entrepreneurial-spirited women and discuss how they break through barriers to live above the curve and create meaning in their life. Welcome to The Curvy Pod. We're live at Curve Expo. I'm here with Naima Terry. She is the fit model in a 38E slash double D for Alila, and this is her first trade show in the intimate apparel market. And I just have a couple of questions. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Excited to be here. And shoot, let's go. All right. So before you came, what did you think the trade show was going to be like? Um, You know, I mean, I've done some other showrooms before, and it's usually just like a lot of waiting around until somebody wants to see something on your body. But it's just been a a good experience for me. I haven't done a big trade show like this before. And um, I think it's cool because you have one of the larger plus models here on the on the floor which is cool there are some plus models but I don't think any of them are as thick as me you know I'll pat myself on the back for that um but I think that you are showing diversity here by having a larger model here and um I think it's I think it's just awesome what you're doing you're you're having people see a real a real body with fuller bust but overall I've been having fun honestly trying on these just beautiful bras and panties and people are loving it they're loving me in it so that's always a good feeling were you surprised to see so many people that you knew on the floor um yes even like buyers that I've worked with at other brands running into a lot of people that I know a lot of other models both straight size and plus models so it's fun it's been like a little reunion in here I feel like it's been a reunion for you guys too seeing a lot of your customers come back Um, But like I said, it's just been a lot of fun, honestly. And I've been very free walking around in lingerie. So it's it's, it's fun. And how do you think, how did you get into becoming a plus-size model and actually moving into the intimate apparel um, segment of the market? Well, um, when I first started, well, I did like fashion shows in high school and in college. But I didn't really know this was a career option. I didn't know I can do this for like for for real and make money and survive off of this until I went to a fashion show that it was all plus size women on the runway and this was back when I was like studying for law school I was going on like a whole another path and I actually met um Trisha Campbell um I might have met Asia Monet back then too and I they told me that this is what they did for a living they they tried on clothes for a living I was like what do you what do you mean like I could do this and like survive um, so it started off with just taking simple pictures and submitting to agencies and realizing that I had perfect, not perfect, but <laughs> I like to call it perfect, but I have great measurements. I'm like, I'm a great sample size for many, many plus brands. And even for straight size brands, when they grade up, I'm a great, great check. So I honestly, I just have to like thank my mom and my natural given genes that I, I like came out with this body. Um, I'm very like solid and toned and it's just like natural because you can have people with the same measurements but they might be squishy in some areas and clothes just don't look good on people. But I, you know, I just have to thank God that clothes, look, I look good in clothes. <laughs> and I have the measurements. So it kind of just like, from the first time I booked my first fit client, it just kind of took off and I've been working as a full-time plus model and equally spread between like fit and print for about four years now. Um, And moving into intimates, when did I move into intimates? Probably like 
it's probably been at least three years that I've been fitting as a 38 double D. Some people might fit me as a 40, but usually, usually I'll go in a store and I'll pick up a 38 double D. If I know the brand runs smaller, like Wacol tends to be a little tight on me, so I pick up a 40 band. Um, but I don't know. I just uh, I just had these measurements. <laughs> You're just lucky. I just had these measurements and happened to be born in New Jersey and live right next to the city where they fit everything in the world, essentially. So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And did you ever did you ever struggle with your body? No, I never really struggled with my body, honestly, because most of the women in my family are plus size women, size, like 14 and up. And I went from a kid's 14 to a women's 14. And then, you know, now I'm like somewhere in a 16-ish, depending on what it is. I wear 14, 16, or 18, depending on the brand. But I just grew up in a household with beautiful black women who are confident and dressed. And like, I pick out stuff from my grandma's closet. Like the dress I had on yesterday was my grandmother's dress. I took it out of her closet. So I just grew up around curvy, confident women. So I never like, I mean, either there's other issues you have in life, but my size really wasn't something I grew up like, oh my God, I'm too thick. Cause everybody around me was thick. Yeah, I mean, that's nurture versus nature, right? Yeah. You were so nurtured. You're yeah, so lucky. definitely, definitely, definitely. Because like, so many people, I mean, the judgment that goes around is so much and so heavy for people, and they spend their lives yep. working on that judgment. And you're just like, yeah, oh, no, we don't have that card in our deck. Yeah, I mean, awesome. it's just because what I saw, the people that I grew up with, and literally everybody, everybody was thick. Everybody was big. So it wasn't, you know... Sometimes we pick on the skinny. You need to eat. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't have that problem. But I do come across a lot of women um, who have those issues, and it's because you know they've been around a lot of petite people. And where I, I just feel like in my family, everybody just was naturally big boned, is what we call it. You know. So I didn't. I didn't really have. I didn't really have those issues. We all grew up looking alike. Even my friends, my friends' parents, my friends' families were all just. Yeah. They're thick. But it's good. Like, you're just saying, like, this is how we look, and we love ourselves. Bottom line, doesn't matter size, yeah. this, that. And you have people around you that are supportive. Everyone's oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, that looks awesome, you know? Oh, yeah. You Especially tell. here at the showroom. It's been great. They're like, oh, you look good in that. I'm like, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious that you're so comfortable in your body, and it's so obvious that you're surrounded by people who are happy with themselves. Yeah. Just by the way that you're talking. Um... Yeah, funny story. My, my great aunt literally used to tell tell me and my cousins, don't hang around ugly people. They're just going to bring you down. And you know, you're cute, so you have you can't, you cannot hang around ugly people. I'm talking about she would stress this, but I mean, I think she meant more than just on the surface. No, just no, like, she meant in their hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, she also meant ugly people. <laughs> she did. But she, she used to tell me, she's like, and if it's ever um, comes down to a job and it's you and somebody else, you're going to get the job because you're pretty. <laughs> Like, and that's all, like, in her in her mind, like, things boil down to looks. And, I mean, whether her intention was right, it just helped me overall, you know, yeah. show up, look good, feel confident, because people see that. You know? Yeah, that's true. We all, to, we all need to do a little more confidence building with the people around us. I know I need to do a better job. <laughs> what, what's your tools for dealing with a day that's maybe not so great? literally just have to talk to yourself even though it sounds crazy but you you have to have some type of whatever your spiel is I am beautiful I am a model um, I am thin if that's what your goal is but whatever it is you just literally have to it's all in the mind because we are our thoughts so we just have to literally 
you know, if we're having a bad day or something's going wrong, think about your dog, think about your kid, think about whatever it is that's going to put a smile back on your face so that you can just change it, just change the mood. But I'm all about that. Like, if it's, like, something going in, I'm like, no, I got to get past that. I got to move past it. Like, constantly just shifting thoughts because we have so many of them. So it's like we all focus on the one insignificant second that passed through our mind that tells us we're not good enough or something, you know? And it's just like, how many thoughts do we have today? Why are we focusing on that one thought? Yeah, my little tool is that if I have a negative thought, because we create our own realities, I always say, discreate, cancel, delete. Oh, I like that. Because that is telling your brain to stop telling a story about something that you all of a sudden, something negative that popped in your mind. And you just have to get it out. And you're like, discreate, cancel, delete. Yeah. Think of another. And then you're, and it's almost like your ego says like, oh, oh, you caught me. All right, I'm out. Yep. What does a great day look like? great day looks like waking up late and not having to be somewhere <laughs> eating a big breakfast <laughs> this one over here she eats like a cucumber or a grape in the morning and I'm like you craved grapes in the morning <laughs> I want like potatoes like I want like a hearty hefty oh, no but seriously a great day it's just waking up feeling good looking out the window seeing the sun outside just feeling like good and then eating a Big breakfast is always nice if you have time to do that. Um, then a great day. I mean, now I'm going into like vacation mode. I'm like waking up and then going to the beach would be a great day. But a great day in New York City is um, literally just getting up, being able to go to work because that's a blessing to do what I do. And um, coming home to a nice house. I mean, that's that's a great day for me. That is a great day. Yeah. Yeah, I find um, my great days are either having a little challenge and overcoming it because that gives me sort of an endorphin kick and it's exciting, especially when you're an idea generator. But also, yeah, you know, just when you go to the subway and all the trains come on time or swiftly, that's a great day. <laughs> Seriously, some little things, like, yeah. you know, getting on the subway and it doesn't smell, you know? <laughs> yeah, or the AC's on in the summer and not the heat. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Those are good days. Those are good days. Um, what is your current favorite indulgence? Good question. Usually it's something um, food related for me, but I just found this place um, on the Into app. It's like an app for models to get free stuff, but it's called Nap York. And because I'm a fit model, I have like long breaks, like like even after today's show, we're going to have a long break before my next fitting. So Nap York, you can literally go sleep in a pod. Oh, I've seen that in and a it's magazine. It's actually kind of cool. They have a masseuse there. You can get like juice. They give you tea and water after your nap. But I like they have hammocks on the roof. So like just chilling, like they have meditation classes. They have all types of stuff, but I've only been in the sleep pod like twice, but I'm like craving it. I'm like looking forward to going back there to go to sleep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have to try that out. If I have a moment, I would love to go. I mean, yeah. a nap is an awesome but indulgence. But you're in the city. You just go home and take yeah, a nap. Sometimes. Well, crossing the city can take like 45 minutes to an hour. Well, yeah, that is true. And if you have to be someplace or you only get a two-hour break, you can't, yeah. you can't go home because all you're doing is traveling for two hours in circles like a little, you know, hamster yeah, this on is a true. wheel. But um, if you had, um, do you have a favorite phrase or mm. quote or mantra or something? And I'm, like, going to make something up right now. That's okay. You can make it up. The world is your playground. Let's do that. Yeah. 
That's like good. It. Yeah. Those are playgrounds. Just make, just make it up. Just yeah. whatever it is. Make the most of it. Yeah. Make yeah. the most of it. No regrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have any questions for me? Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Not necessarily questions for you. I just would love to see this in more stores, more more big department stores, honestly. Because for girls like me, we don't really... Well, I'm trying to think back to growing up. We had Macy's, JCPenney, maybe New York and Company, but some girls, after a size 16, you can't really fit New York and Company. Um, the loft. But there are a lot of... We're, we're like used to go into the department store and then you have that one floor that one section in the department store that we're used to going to shopping it there's there's so much online variety now but to actually go in a store if i have to find something last minute i'm gonna go to macy's so i feel like for a girl with a fuller bus she's probably going to the department stores to shop too because some people are scared of online shopping i mean we have to because that's where our options are now but i just feel like if this bra was in more stores where women can actually see and like, oh my God, I can put that bra on, that's my size. I think that's like revolutionary. Like I see I see women and I'm just like, you need this bra. Like you need this bra. I wish you can go in Macy's right now and put this bra on. Yeah, they and they do, they, they struggle with, they want the product, but they can't find the space or they can't, they don't have a long-term plan to say like, look, we can all be patient and wait and we can market this woman and let her yeah. know that the product is here and she can come in and get it. Yeah. It takes time. Or maybe if you could do like some type of pop-up shop, I don't know. You need to go like on tour with these bras so that women can see that yeah, they can fit it. There's a pop-up truck I would love to do in New York. I took I took a picture of the truck and the phone number and said like, oh my God, I need to get that I've truck. I've seen that. That would be great. Rent it. Literally just drive around the country and with like... Even if you have like fuller models, like with you on the tour, oh, yeah. so they can be like, "Oh my god!" Like well, she has only, my she has only, my boobs. It's not only having a fuller model, but if you fit and you you wear, yeah, that's like that's the double whammy. That's the, that's like the special sauce. Yeah, but I think for this, it's really important to have it in stores too because. I could like even for me I can be like three different sizes depending on the you're brand the, you're the lingerie unicorn but there are a lot of people <laughs> that are different sizes when it comes to the different yeah, brands because everybody has different fit I mean no two pair of jeans fit alike exactly well that about wraps it up thank you for chatting with me today here at Curve Expo live at the Alila booth thank you for having me this is Naima Terry check her out on Instagram hey. she's awesome do it do it do it Thank you for listening to the Curvy Pod. Let's continue living above the curve. Please follow us at the Curvy Pod on Instagram and send us messages or any conversation ideas that you would like to hear for the future. We would love to hear from you to keep the conversation going.